0: Hey, Curran with the four the Gators. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just as, I was just checking
1: to see if you were listening. <laughs> From Ham, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement, energy. You know, I mean, they say all this stuff, and
0: you know what they mean, but, you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of
1: out there. You got barbecue back there? I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all all your guys' rap poison.
0: Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler.
1: Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are reviewing everything that happened in week nine. We are previewing everything that will happen in week 10. And most importantly, we are airing our gripes about the first ever college football playoff rankings of the 2021 season. How do you feel, my friend? Uh, about the rankings or just in general today? Just just life. Why would we go so negative off the bat? Let's start with <laughs> Life's something positive. Fine.
0: Life's great. Like, Good. I mean, you know, it's just kind of trudging along. We are past uh, Halloween. Great, great holiday. Always loved.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to Thanksgiving. Thank uh, you. One, one more time. We're moving on to what, time? on to Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Hashtag justice for Thanksgiving. Continue.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, I – Yeah, out here in California, we just try to ignore um, the college football playoff rankings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, this is how I justify this to myself. Um nice well i justify it by living in south florida where college football has been dead for about 15 years so um (laughs) how dare you speak about fau like that especially that but you're right you're correct my apologies to the team of my roots get a load of this (laughs) all righty let's uh let's rip the band-aid off tyler the college football playoff rankings came out and they suck
0: yeah they, they seem to suck this first edition more than they usually do mm-hmm. like usually we have like a gripe here or there and it's more of like a yeah but like generally across the board from one to 25 it's a big really <laughs> like <laughs> i
1: i think really is the best way to put it uh i recorded a podcast last night with um kevin borba for tailgaters as i am his permanent guest and in the immediate aftermath of recording I had issues with Cincinnati and Notre Dame in the top 10 in the way that they're ranked. And we can talk about that in a bit. But I was kind of receptive to the whole like backs, five, six, seven, you know, spots like 19 to 25, 18 to 25. And then as I like looked at it this morning, I went to bed, I woke up and I was reading before I started work. I was like, oh, my gosh, why are these teams ranked? Like it was OK in the moment. And I guess that's just like my power five bias as someone who watches a lot of SEC football and is a Gator fan and stuff like this. But I went, Oh my gosh, where's UTSA? Where's SMU? Where's Houston? Where are these teams that are legitimately good football teams? Granted, they don't play at the top, top tier level, but they're a good group of five teams. And we're putting a team like Wisconsin who, by the way, Wisconsin has more turnovers than touchdowns this year. Ladies and gentlemen, more so turnovers passing than passing touchdowns. Right. So like, Still terrible stat. Still terrible stat. It's still stat, horrific right? stat. And so I'm thinking, like, what's going on here? Yeah, now that I've like had time to process it, it's pretty bad across the board. What was? What do you think is the worst? Um, what's the biggest gripe that you have on the ranking Tyler? I don't know about biggest gripe, but my biggest what
0: moment was mm-hmm. is definitely when I saw Mississippi State ranked at number seventeen. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> like, like, Mississippi State has played the exact same football game for eight weeks in a row, and they have won five of them and lost three of them, and they've looked like the exact same average football team. And it's basically a flip coin, coin flip, whether or not they're going to win that week. Which mm-hmm. is not bad. That's good for Mississippi State. That is not. They are not the 17th best team in the country. Yeah, no, by no account whatsoever. And I know what I usually say about these is it's not really a point in getting too angry about them because these things will work themselves out. And while mm-hmm. I still believe in that, this year it seems more than more than most years there is a definite problem with the process going through each ranking. You know, yes, yes. Because usually it's like I'm not super. Usually I don't super have a problem with most of the rankings. It's just oh, so-and-so is too low, so-and-so is too high. And I'm like, yeah, but we still got four weeks of the season, so these will get worked out. Mm-hmm. And while that is still true, the order that a lot of these things, especially the top are in, makes me feel like they're not really going to get worked out because the college football playoff is making it really hard for them to get worked out.
1: Like it, it, it almost seems like they put the teams in specific rank. It seems like rather than ranking the best teams objectively by whatever metrics you want to use, instead of doing that, they, use, they rank the teams in an order where after they play themselves out, they'll end up with the teams that we can only assume, right? We can only assume with criticism that they want it to work out, right? They set it up so that it could mm-hmm. work out in the way that they wanted rather than ranking just the best teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that being said, Tyler, let's let's reintroduce an old classic sideline judgment game, which is too high, too low, just right. Let's, let's just go into it. We'll go through at least the top ten, and then we'll talk about the rest of them. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. Number one, Georgia. We can assume. I hate to say it, but it's just right. Like, unfortunately, they are the best team in the country. You you can't deny it. As much as I want to, <laughs> you can't deny it. Just I'll right. say
0: it right here, and I don't care. I don't care if it, they, people call me biased or hater. Like, I still don't think they're winning a national championship.
1: Like, I as much as I want to agree with that statement. I just cannot
0: think, I cannot picture the word Stetson Bennett National Championship starting <laughs> quarterback and winning quarterback. Not, hey. No disrespect to the man, but it's a matter of like, I just, I mean, Jake Coker did it that one time, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know.
1: Listen, we are 24 hours removed from an Atlanta Braves World Series victory. I uh, uh, I'm not saying that this might be the year. The curse might be gone. I was going to say the Braves might have taken one for the team. You know what I mean? So, anyway, moving on. Moving forward, Alabama absolutely deserve to be number one. They do. They do. They do. It's still to hell with Georgia, but they do. Um, Alabama number two. Too high. Too low. Just right.
0: I think it's a little too high, in the sense Hmm. that. Um, this is entirely just a play for the, yeah, it's Alabama, it's Saban. They're going to figure it out. In a sense mm-hmm. that like, will, Ammo, will Alabama probably be a top four team by the end of the season? I honestly would bet a lot of money on that, but they're not in this moment. So I don't understand. It's like the committee's skipping ahead is the thing with yeah. Alabama. And it, yes. it's, it, this is just a, yeah, it's Nick Saban. And I'm like, yes, this Alabama team does not deserve, deserve to be ranked number two right now. They have every chance to get there, which is again why I'm like, why are you doing this? Because they have every. It's not the final rankings. You don't have to put. It doesn't matter. Uh,
1: no, no, but but I, I, but I, I get I, you I, and I, I understand keep... you. I think I think you're right, and I think it goes back to this isn't this isn't the only ranking that they're doing, you know. And if you put out Alabama at number two, even though that they lost to, even though they lost to a backup quarterback against Texas A&M. Uh, even though they struggled against a what we now know is objectively in the eyes of the national landscape, a bad Florida team. You know yeah. what I mean, like we, how can you put them as the second best team in the country? I'm not arguing that they're not that they won't end up maybe being the second best team in the country. But in this moment, based on their resume, based on the games that they played because I don't know about you, Tyler, but to me, the, the games that we actually play, should mean more than theoretical in the future. You know what I mean? Crazy. Crazy. A concept, I know. So for me, I think that that's something that we, they kind of jumped the gun with Bama. Can Bama end up being the second best team in the country? Yeah, I believe that. Nick Saban teams typically get better. They have improved throughout this season, and I think that they might continue to get better. But in this moment, I don't think that they're the second best team in the country, which is something different than what I said yesterday. Yesterday, I was kind of okay with it, but I guess now that I'm 24 hours removed, and I'm thinking about it and stuff like that, so...
0: It's, it's just tough because there is the inevitability of, yeah, Alabama probably will get to that spot. It's just that right now, with where we are in the season, their resume does not stack up to that. My
1: right, mind. correct, correct. Number three, the Michigan State Spartans. I'm going to say just right for right now.
0: It's because mm-hmm. it's like Michigan State doesn't – this is a weird thing. The opposite side of the Alabama thing is that um, – Michigan State feels like a team that will. Pro- I don't know if they're going to keep this ranking. Like mm-hmm. I, I, have a really strong feeling they're going to take another loss. Yeah, just because I don't think they're that good. They're they're really good, but it's like they're not top four level. I think this year. Hmm. Will we'll, so it's this case of like they are absolutely getting ranked because their resume right now, and I don't think they'll stay here. But for right now, they're ranked
1: just right. I, I think I agree with you because I think if we're going to do the whole Alabama should be ranked as high, I think the only other teams that you can put there are Michigan State. And then based on the way that they're playing recently over the past month or so, Ohio State. But then we get into the fact of can you put I mean, Ohio you could State – you put Cincinnati there, but they won't do that. You, they won't do that. They won't do that. I agree with you. We're going to get there. I promise we're going to get there. Um, so yeah, I think for right now they are just right. And I just think this is a testament to Mel Tucker. This is very much a Michigan state that's, hey, you guys are arguing about what type of shoes people are wearing. And I'm just happy to be at the party. You know what I mean? Because of because of the way that it's gone. Um, It's a testament to Mel Tucker and the way that he's He's been there a year and a half because he was hired at that weird time Um, and then COVID hit. (laughs) So um, good for them. Good for Mel Tucker. Um, Definitely everyone's Cinderella story that I hope I hope that they can make it. Um, but for right now, they're just right. Number four, we have the Oregon Ducks. I
0: think they're a little too high. I agree. It's tough because they have a serious path to just ending up in this spot. And the committee is showing us with this ranking that they, they, they consider that in that they still have a really good win. And they've only got the, only got the one loss to Stanford in overtime. Like, mm-hmm. as we said, when it happened, while, while not a great loss, the most excusable loss ever. Mm -hmm. because of the way it happened like with on the last play of the game to even send it to overtime like Mm -hmm. and on the road as well so i think they're a little too high because i just i you know oregon has been really up or down for me
1: right i i agree with you and we've had the anthony brown discussion on this podcast many a time we've had the anthony brown discussion off the podcast just you and me many a time this is cincinnati spot This is where Cincinnati should have been ranked, in my opinion. Um, Cincinnati ended up – we'll just list the next two. Five, we have Ohio State. Um, Six, we have Cincinnati. So those are the top six. I believe Cincinnati should be fourth because while I agree with you that the loss is probably one of the more excusable losses in the country, the situation that Oregon lost under. And while I think Oregon in every aspect of their team, with the exception of quarterback, is at a top-tier level – they still lost. And Cincinnati's defense Ooh, yeah. is playing some of the best defense that they that a group of five team has played in recent history. And I believe that Cincinnati, because of their the way that they went into Notre Dame, they went into Indiana. Like we all we hear about from the playoff committee is oh, well, these teams don't play anybody. Okay. I understand that. I respect that. But you know who doesn't play anybody? Literally everyone not named Oregon in the Pac 12. I'm sorry, but at the moment, the Pac-12 is not a good conference. You know, it doesn't no, play anybody. You know, it doesn't play anybody. People that are in the Big Ten West. You know, the Big Ten East has Michigan and Michigan State and all these things. But if you got to play those other teams. They're really not doing well this year, as is as is shown by what's Iowa. Alabama's, what's, best Al- Alabama's best win. Alabama's best win. Old Miss has to be
0: all Ole, Ole Miss, a, a, a team that is ranked lower than Notre Dame. And on that note, like, what's Georgia's best win? Uh, Arkansas or Auburn? Yeah, probably. And both teams that are ranked below Notre Dame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Arkansas is unranked, so like,
1: it's just mm. it is it's frustrating. Wow, it's and w- listen, I don't want to. Well, you know, frankly, I don't care. I was going to say I don't want to shoot crap on the committee all the whole time, but I don't care. Let's keep going. The one thing that they did get right though is they maintained the whole head to head principle, right? Where we haven't seen this principle be held in the past. But the difference is that in the past, they didn't hold that principle because there was this belief that this team was genuinely just better on the football field. The teams that they're putting above, in terms of their actual performance of win-loss, it hasn't been that way. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's just no logical explanation for why you're leaving Cincinnati behind Oregon I can kind of see someone I can kind of understand someone saying look I put them behind Ohio State because if you watch Ohio State for the past month they've really turned it around and have been on a tear and that I understand but I can't justify giving the benefit of the doubt to Oregon because they beat an Ohio State team that is very different than they were back in week two whenever they played simply because this team quote-unquote Cincinnati doesn't play anyone you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and that's just and I,
0: I've always I've always I've been the one on here that has always been like not necessarily defending the playoff committee, but been always the devil's advocate to the G five mm-hmm. thing. Where it's just like in years past, they didn't really play anybody. Right. And I was just like, and we can argue that those teams were, were as good on the field as the ones that did make the playoff. and I think a lot of times they might have been. But you didn't have that data point. This team went on the road for two power five like so two one, and one of them is notre dame, one power which, five which, and don't, one don't, nah, don't.
1: i'm just saying
0: a fact, so, is a fact. So are you, <laughs> well i mean that by that logic that would mean that would mean that that win meant less so um
1: <laughs> no because the, the committee holds notre dame on this pedestal the committee babies notre yeah. dame like a spoiled child like <laughs> i'm sorry that's just the reality always has always has um yeah
0: but so basically what, what i said to you when it happened is that like Cincinnati being at six does not preclude them from being in the playoff at at some point. Like, you know, like the, the possibility is there, mm-hmm. but it's very much like. A, whereas previously, there pretty much wasn't a chance. Right. There is a chance, but it's kind of outside their control. Like they have to play. They, the committee has made a statement that you can keep playing well, but you also got to things got to go your way. Yeah. Like. And of course, like I said, these things always figure themselves mm-hmm. out. But like the way it sounds is just like it's not just up since to Cincinnati to play well. Mm-hmm. Like they have to do that. Right. And also which they have been doing for most of the season. And then they gotta they, they gotta hope that Ohio State loses again. They gotta hope that Michigan State loses again. Um you got you gotta hope that Oregon gets upset at some mm-hmm. point. Like um two SEC teams play each other, in that case Cincinnati, you're rooting for Georgia. Yeah, and to dominate. Yeah, you, you, you don't you don't want Alabama in that. You, you're rooting for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Auburn's got to play Alabama soon. Um, and you're you're rooting for somebody to give Oklahoma an L because Oklahoma's all the way down at eight. And while I do respect that they drop, they put Oklahoma hey. at eight, which feels like more good for their mm-hmm. rankings, despite the fact they're undefeated. You know, if they go twelve and zero, thirteen zero, and win the Big Twelve championship, they are that they are bumping up to number hey, but, four. But
1: it's that's okay, Tyler, because Cincinnati's a future Big Twelve member. So. We're good. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Um, All right, and then quickly we'll the rest of the 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 top ten, as you alluded to. We have uh, Michigan at seven, Oklahoma at eight, Wake Forest nine, Notre Dame at ten. Among those, I think everything is pretty much in the right spot. At least seven through nine. I would agree. Ten. I don't. I just don't think Notre Dame should be ranked that high. I know they're seven and one, but if we're gonna play the whole look at who they've played schedule (sighs) game. We want to play that. They don't have a good. They don't have a good strength of schedule. In my opinion, trap card. I just pulled out the trap card because let's look at Notre Dame's schedule, my friend. It has not been fair. It has not been good. This is a team that struggled to Toledo on Peacock. They made us have to subscribe to a streaming network to watch us to watch them suffer and barely eke out a win at home, at home at two o'clock local time against Toledo. I don't want to hear it. Team. I don't want to yeah. hear it. So that's just my personal yeah, opinion baby. there, um, Tyler. Anything else you want to say about the playoff rankings? I feel like we covered most of it. Um, hit the talking uh, points. We, I mean, the, and below below number ten, there's a bunch of stuff that
0: kind of doesn't make sense to me. The big one again. I have to. I have to reiterate. Mississippi State at 17. What are we doing here? Um, Do you know who
1: I think deserves more respect?
0: Minnesota at 20. Who? <laughs> Who <laughs> Wisconsin at 21? Why <laughs> Iowa 22. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, Pitt, Pitt being at 25 after just losing is really just Kenny Pickett respect because he's the yes. goat. That's the only correct. reason there, correct? But, um,
1: um, yeah, it's just you yeah. know, who I think deserves to be ranked higher amongst that back half group mm-hmm. the future Pac 12 South champions, BYU. That's they did win a basketball game this None. weekend. They won a game 66 to 40 They did win a basketball game. And they have also, if you look at, um, they've played a lot. I think most of the of the Pac-12 South teams. And if you tally up just amongst conference games, they have the best record amongst all of those teams in the Pac-12 South. So I will be referring to them as Pac-12 South champions, BYU. I'm aware they're independent right now. I'm aware. But they are my Pac-12 South champions. Great. So, alrighty. Um... Some more news from this week in college football. Gary Patterson, long-time head coach at TCU, has stepped down, Tyler.
0: He had a statue of himself on campus while he was still the coach. Legendary stuff. Um, Legend stuff. Absolutely needed to happen, Yeah, in my opinion. It was time. Has needed to happen for probably a little, like, two years Mm -hmm. now. It's just, you
1: know, you just need something new. I think for football reasons, it should have happened for the past couple years. This season was the year where Gary Patterson said – he told us, oh, this man cannot coach, cannot run a college football program in the year of our Lord 2021. He can not do it. I agree. He, he, he doesn't I gel agree. well with the culture of player empowerment. He's ve- He very much wants for totalitarian authority – He he, he's trying to treat it like the Southwest Conference in 1986. That's what he's trying to do it as. And it's just not going to work today. It's not going to work.
0: And you know what? Thank him for his services. Show him the door. And that's what TCU Mm -hmm. did because these things can be nuanced. He absolutely is responsible for about 90% of what TCU is as a football identity right now. And they should be very thankful for that and for their history
1: that he's provided them. It's time to move on. Yep, The most storied coach in their franchise for sure. Saw them through multiple conference and, and you know, ups, up, upgrades and conferences. Um, we see a lot with when a power five go hire Todd Grantham. <laughs> May I offer you a Todd Grantham? <laughs> I, honestly, honestly take Dan Mullen. If you really Ooh. want to, I'm kidding. I'm okay. Kidding, I kidding, am I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll get to that. We'll get, to, we'll get, to, I don't actually, I'm kidding. we have some Dan Mullen conversations to have today. Um, so typically, when a, when a Power Five coach steps down, gets fired, whatever, we talk about: Would he be able to take a job at the Group of Five level? D- do you see Gary Patterson? I was gonna about. say you don't see Gary Patterson coaching another team, do you? I, 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 don't. Yeah, no, I really don't.
0: I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but he's been doing this for so yeah. long. Like, I see him taking his
1: country music and could, writing it out into the you know,
0: abyss. He could go, you know, play at North Texas or whatever if he really wanted to. He could take the Louisiana job after Billy Napier leaves. But like,
1: does he want to do I that? Think he does. I wouldn't, but I'm not a college football coach. I was going to say, these guys get, get a niche that sometimes they need to scratch. And the only solution is more cowbell. Go coach high school football. He might work out well in like Texas high school football. I think he would He'd be great at high school football. Yeah, I think he might work out well there. Well, Gary Patterson, listen, it was time to go. But tip of the hat for all you that did, did at TCU, college football legend. We love when those types of figures have an impact on a program. He he is mm-hmm. TCU's Teesburger. So. Oh, yeah, that yeah, and more. that and more. So, all righty. And Tyler, this story would typically be on, like, at the end of the episode, but we understand that, you know, now that scheduling-wise, our, our episodes, instead of being two a week, have turned into one a week that's a little bit longer, which you can listen to at your leisure and we love. Um, we had to put this earlier, so we had to make sure that people listen to it. What is the monkey thing? So, now...
0: Feel free to correct okay. me because I may not be the most you – I'm know, probably not the most up-to-date on it as Texas Longhorns correspondent <laughs> oh, Kevin Borba. Oh,
1: he but he broke like, it down in depth on the Tailgaters podcast.
0: I want to yeah, let you know. <laughs> um, so Texas special teams coach Jeff Banks, who keep in mind was in the running for the TCU job that we just talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: he evidently – and of course, like I said, I will not be able to go into as much detail as Texas Longhorn correspondent Kevin Borba, <laughs> but I'm going to try <laughs> – From my understanding, he left his wife and family to go cohabitate with a stripper
1: named Pole Assassin. I love the fact that you use the word cohabitate, co-inhabit, Tyler. I don't know. (laughs) um, I'm trying to use safe words here, baby. Like you you are. (laughs) Her name is Pole Assassin. That it was correct. Amazing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, like top-tier stripper name. Let me tell you. (laughs) I don't have much experience. But top Neither dear. do I, but I mean, like the, the stones you got to have to one
0: to just name yourself that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, this person has a monkey, by the way, um, mm-hmm. a monkey that they already had that now tech Jeff Banks um, lives with is also cohabitating with, mm-hmm. I assume. <laughs> um, and then they set up a whole thing for Halloween on their street so they can, you know, like a little maze uh, mm-hmm. for kids to go through a little Halloween maze. Cute and And then the, the monkey attacked a child, apparently. Which is should... okay, by the way. As somebody who worked in a zoo for two years, that's what monkeys do. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying that to defend the monkey, but saying that to be like, people, stop taking these wild animals and owning <laughs> they're wild animals. Like monkeys bite
1: people. That's what they do. Like um See, Tyler, you you missed one crucial part of the story. The monkey was an emotional support monkey.
0: Oh, how could I forget? I think that's like, important
1: because you're ending up dealing with a monkey that is not supposed to be biting people's arm. But then again, Tyler, you are correct. That's what my- you're, That's what they okay. do. Yes, but like,
0: and I don't mean to, emotional support animals are actually super helpful, super Agreed. necessary to society. Course. But let's be real honest because I know several people that have done this. The excuse for emotional support animal is an excuse that people will use to keep pets that they shouldn't have. Like you I, said I've it? seen it done before. It's mm-hmm. because you can't tell a person that their animal is not emotionally supportive to them if that's their pet, even if it's a freaking monkey, mm-hmm. which I, 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 I could go all day about this. Is this um, but- I
1: haven't I haven't seen it yet, Tyler. I know it comes out on Netflix and like no, later in November, you know, the month the month before the Christmas season. Um, (laughs) is, uh, (laughs) is emotional support animals like a theme in, in Tiger King part two? Is that something? Uh
0: (laughs) No, I I understand each of those words separately. Um, (laughs) um, Tiger King will have, Tiger King part two will have emotion, support, and animals, but I don't know if they would
1: have all three. Yeah, I think the interesting part is that someone decided, like you had said earlier, Tyler, that they saw a monkey and they said, you know, what would help my anxiety? You know, what would help my like mental state? A monkey, not a puppy, not a parrot, a, a monkey, which if that nah. works for you. Great. And I'm not here Monkeys to think
0: too much, man.
1: There's so much to be good pets. They are. They are um, the closest um, animal cerebral Lee cerebrally is that a word brain wise yeah, now it is now well um, you said in inhabit in whatever it was instead of co-inhabiting cohabitate cohabitate it sounds like habitat. that for is a humanity. word are you building uh, homes this. it sounds like habitat for humanity shut up <laughs> okay so that's the monkey thing um crazy Jeez. wild um and then it just happened it just this person happened
0: to be Dating a Texas coach is really exactly. the funny thing is that, like Jeff Banks isn't necessarily really involved with this so much. Mm-hmm. It's more the fact that this became a college football story because his name is just associated with it. Like
1: it, because he just happens to hold a position within the University of Texas football program. Yeah, and have been up for the TCU job. Yeah, yeah, more importantly, I think had been up for the TCU job, but yes. I think there is um
0: all these thing. people out here and Mullen, you can't hire a better defense coordinator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the monkey can play better tisk, defense. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> Um, I think another the last part with the monkey story and then we'll move on is um, did you see the tweet going around of like an old Texas coach from like last year where a player tweeted in like March of in like March of this year, like months ago, a player tweeted like, I think I want to own a monkey. And I don't know if it's that specific coach, but someone on the Texas staff replied and said no you don't and that tweet (laughs) (laughs) that tweet has been going around that is how i that is how i discovered so i discovered the story because you sent it to me on twitter and you weren't the first one and then i found that tweet and i was like this is gold (laughs) uh college football never ever ever change
0: you know, there's a lot of times that I'm like, I should delete social media. And then I, I then the stuff like this happens. I'm like, I could never log off. No. Think of all the things I miss.
1: Like- Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the whole thing of like, can you believe this app is free? And I'm like, please lower your voice because they're going to start charging us. And I don't want to pay anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Tyler, from something objectively hilarious to something deeply troubling for us. And that is... <laughs> Our beloved Florida Gators. Kind of, I mean, I mean, kind
0: of objectively hilarious in some way. <laughs> like, Ooh, uh, no, su- subjectively hilarious. Subject, like, there we go.
1: Subjectively, Georgia thirty-four Gators seven. Anthony Richardson played in this football game. Uh, Anthony Richardson went out with a concussion in this football game. His status for this Saturday's game against South Carolina is still to be determined. Uh,
0: thoughts? Uh, honestly. It, it went better than i thought it would have gone like um yes i now now like in the, in the time leading up to it i'm like okay anthony richardson's officially getting the start okay well if he's superman what could happen oh my god and you know all this stuff was getting in our heads mm-hmm. and then you start the gators played really well for like a good hour and a half good quarter and a half mm-hmm. and then a series of events in about two minutes of game time, the final two minutes of the second quarter just completely changed the game. Mm-hmm. It was Stetson Bennett through an interception. That was an arm punt down at the one. Anthony Richardson fumbles it um, out. Georgia scores in the next play. All right, whatever. Um, and then Anthony Richardson throws, I think I, I think it was back to back two interceptions. Yeah. Um, but it was one two of which was a pick six. Right. The second of which was a pick six. And, Twenty points in two minutes and sixteen seconds, I believe, and Florida became not in the game anymore after they were very much in the game. Mm-hmm. And is that's not so? I want to like talk about debunk a bunch of things. One, I don't think people are like oh, Mullen put him in there, and now he's calling plays to sabotage him. Stop that! I don't think that's true. Come on. Also, I heard I saw someone on Twitter say that like. That that pick six Mullen hung his quarterback out to dry. And I'm like, no, Anthony Richardson just threw a ball that he should not have thrown. Like, um, right? If if, if Emory Jones made the same play, y'all would just be saying he sucked. Not <laughs> that Mullen is hanging him out to dry. That's just that's mm-hmm. a narrative that you're creating. Yeah, my dad did believe it's just like, yep, the media and the fans bullied Mullen into starting a quarterback that he knew wasn't ready yet to really fit and. Now it's a big like told you so moment for Mullen, which is kind of true, but I don't think is it true as is is it, is as intentionally true in the sense of like that's why that's why Mullen did it or anything. Right. That is kind of what
1: has happened, you know, mm-hmm. it, it has like, turned it has turned into that has turned into the narrative, at least from the from the side of football ops, like from the from the Gators mm-hmm. football team perspective. That's what the that's what the narrative has been, at least among the coaching staffs. Um, but I I would like to see the Venn diagram of fans that were le- who legitimately thought Anthony Richardson was the better option, like overall. The fans that thought that Emery Jones was the better option overall and the middle pack of people that I believe I know you and I are in that middle section of people that think that Anthony Richardson is the better talent, but may not be 100 percent ready to be the starter yeah. six weeks into his first legitimate season. Um, in college football, because he redshirted yeah. last year, and it was also a COVID year, and it was being weird. I mean,
0: the the one thing Mullen has said, it gone beyond it. It's saying he's done it with all his quarterbacks. Is the most important thing is making sure they know the offense, they're comfortable before they even take their first like start, right? And like, yeah, that was going to be till that was going to be till next year for Anthony Richardson. And now, it's not like that. And you know, there are different there are different ways of doing it. There are some coaches that will pull that will pull, um you know, season starters for young people to have more talent so that they can take their lumps and eventually be even better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That is a strategy that is used. Mullen and his offense doesn't use that strategy and it's showing today. Mm-hmm. It showed, it showed this game. Yeah. Now I don't think it really mattered who we played. What, what would have been, you know, changed the outcome of this game. You know, I think Anthony Richardson was struggling to move the ball cause He Couldn't take the small stuff. Um, and Emory Emory Jones will probably be more likely to take the small stuff. But then at the same time, Emory Jones does also turn the ball over, which was a problem. And at the end of the day, if you take out all the turnovers, Georgia still beats this team 13-7. to 7. Yeah. Mean, and that's not even – I don't even think that's a – I just – I remember having friends into the fourth quarter or like the late third quarter being like, we'd well, be winning if it weren't for those turnovers. Is ridiculous. And I'm just like, then Georgia went on a 75-yard touchdown drive. And I was just like, no, now we wouldn't. <laughs> at the end of the game, we were just we were just playing to not get shut out and not end the streak that's been going since 1988 that we have scored in every game we've played since 1988. Mm-hmm. And proud that we kept that going, but that's not what we should be playing for at Florida. Correct. And, you know, I said to some people about this who are not Florida fans about this, like, I processed this loss before the game even kicked off. Mm-hmm. And... So it doesn't super really change my opinion of this season, of this team, of the, even the coach. Um, but it does – what now what is said after the game does kind of matter it uh, in regards to recruiting. The comments made by Kirby Smart about recruiting and then a couple of days later the comments that were made by Dan Mullen,
1: which – Or the lack of comments made by Dan the lack Mullen. The lack of comments, which, Chief, what are you doing? So, um, so let me – let me every podcast is someone's first. Someone may not know what's going on. Um, Kirby Smart, after the game, was asked about the talent gap on the field and how important recruiting is to that. And he basically gave the correct answer, which was it's everything. You can't out coach good players. Like people are talking about the Georgia defense, about, oh, they're so good. And Kirby Smart himself said, yeah, it's because we have good players. Smart. That's good. That's true. That is a fact. It's true. That is true. Daniel Mullen- Saban has won about five or six national titles off this premise. Like- <laughs> yes. Um, Dan Mullen after the game was asked about the talent gap and his response was, well, we were better than them last year. They were better than us this year. So there's your talent gap gap, which horrific answer. Um, and then a few days later was asked in a press conference about basically similarly, basically the same thing about recruiting and the differences and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And his answer was, well, we're in the we're in season right now. We'll talk about recruiting when it's recruiting time, which Let's be fair here. Let's be fair and rational, people. He was talking about. I'm not going to talk about recruiting with the media right now. This is
0: all, and this is also a coach that ha- is under recruiting violation. Like He's in. A, he stuff. is in a show. So like, no
1: show call. Um, a show like cause. Exactly. He, so
0: he. D- it doesn't mean that Florida is not recruiting right now. Mm-hmm. It just means that they are. They're not going to talk about it. And so let's not act like they're not recruiting right now. Right. But it is indicative of a general attitude um towards recruiting mm-hmm. that Mullen has versus Kirby Smart. We've talked about it a lot. Kirby Smart, in my opinion, one of like the second best defensive coach in the country. I mean, there's Nick Saban, obviously, but just Kirby Smart, what he does is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um Game day prep, game strategy, not the greatest in my opinion. And there's just a lot to back that up. Stupid decisions are made from time to time. He's still running an offense that I think is a little too archaic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't necessarily develop pros a lot. Like Florida in the last couple of years under Dan Milan has had more like pro NFL star rookies mm-hmm. than Georgia really has. Like, But... Kirby Smart is one of the best recruiters in the country, and that team is stacked with five stars. Every and year. the depth on that team is crazy. Florida is currently under Dan Mullen recruiting in a Mississippi State mindset, which is good for Mississippi State, where you recruit and you build up so that every three to four years, you have one really good team that can really take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Georgia is like, no, we're, tr- we're, we're turning people over, but we need our backups to step up now. We are trying to win it every year, mm-hmm. knowing that you won't. Right. Like, and... That's the difference in the two right now, which makes sense because in the last four years under Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen has won the Florida Georgia game one time, mm-hmm. his best team. Yep. Um, Kirby Smart has won it the other three times, which were not his best teams, but they, they were better than Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, right. At least on, on those Saturdays. That's what, recru- that's what recruiting can get you. It does, like, Florida is going to get the top, Florida's going to get Cal Pitts and Cal from time to time. They're just going to happen. But it's, it's the baseline that and, and, recruiting brings.
1: And, I, and I'm with you, and I'm also surprised as to why Mullen doesn't use that as a recruiting. I mean, our, well, let me put this straight. We don't know what Mullen's recruiting tactics are. We're, we're not recruited wow. by Mullen. We don't know that. But I would hope that he would be using the selling point of, hey, look, if you want to get to the league, this is what we do. We will develop you to be a better football player because as is, as is shown, Kirby Smart likes to kind of like – Play with his toys really quickly and then pass them on. And when he passes them on, they're not in a better shape than they were when he got them. Dan Mullen is a kid that's taking care of his toys so that he can sell them for a higher value later on. You know what I mean? In terms of Kirby and Georgia are not producing NFL, obviously they some guys go to league. It's
0: strange because they they're so talented. Mm -hmm. But yes, they're from a like you look at the NFL draft from a star talent perspective. Mine is maybe a couple of running backs here and there. Mm Mm-hmm. Where are the Georgia defensive players in the league right now that have played under Kirby Smart? Where are they? But, Roquan but Smith
1: is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and let me tell you, the running backs you just mentioned were Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, two guys from the Mark Richt era, yeah, who were only there Kirby's last season.
0: It's just, it's just, it's you know, it's it's something that I definitely believed and I understood with Mullen with the recruiting situation early on. In, but it's year four and it hasn't changed, which means mm-hmm. that this is just the way it is, which means that this right. is the way Florida is going to be under Dan one, mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's going to take the fan base clearly from a majority perspective doesn't appear to be happy with that. And you know what? I am very much of the mindset of like, we're your Florida. You should, if you're not competing for national titles, you should be allowed to be upset about that.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. But
0: it's a t- see, Florida fans, you're in a tough situation. I feel because as much as there are definitely, Better, like, there is definitely a path to being a better program that Florida can achieve that is not under Dan Mullen because mm-hmm. Dan Mullen is doing some things that Florida doesn't want. You are not guaranteed to get a better coach than Dan Mullen going out there.
1: At the very least, not a like, better, like, in game X's and O's coach
0: than Dan Mullen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, what's it's that thing where when, Matt, when Muschamp and McElwain were fired, you could pretty much guarantee there that they're somewhere out there, there's a better coach for Florida on the market. Mm hmm. It's it's very possible there isn't a better coach for Florida out there this cycle. I don't think that. I think there are coaches that would be really good for Florida on this cycle. Uh, Billy Napier in in particular, but um, but that's just because I love Billy Napier. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just it's really it's you're in Florida's in a really tough part of the season, and I know I keep talking, so I'm going to let you have the floor for a second. No, no, uh, I
1: listen. I agree with the majority of what you're saying, and. I think one of the last things we'll, we'll talk about this is I sent you a link to one of the things that the Mullen comment comments from the press conference, which again he was talking about not mentioning to the press, but again it is a reflection of the mentality of what um, yeah. of what the recruiting um, strategy is in at, in the Florida football facility right now. It sparked a lot of think pieces and one of my favorite and one of the best that I've read and I sent to you was by Andy Staples of The Athletic. And in that article, he talks about how there are a select number of programs, eight to 10 around the country, maybe, where the expectation, the expectation is for you to compete for a national title or at the very least do what you can to put your team in a position to compete for a national title. Florida is one of those programs. And are those expectations fair? Absolutely not. Only one team can win the Natty every year. And last time I checked, a man by the name of Nicholas Saban is in Tuscaloosa still breathing and still crewing. OK, He's, so it's yeah, he difficult. still says he has got another 10 years. Uh, and I believe him because the man is a robot. So it, it, there's other factors out there. But when Dan Mullen was hired, he said he knew the expectations. He said he knew exactly what it was. And in the first couple of years, we saw that mentality, right? It, it's, there's a definite there's a definite change in the covid year.
0: Mm-hmm. That, something like, happened it, in that culture, covid something year. Something happened that Dan Mullen has gone about the mentality of this team differently. And yeah. the, like the the first two years it looked like Florida was truly well and truly on the path towards that contention. And then mm-hmm. it it went away.
1: Yeah. And we I don't, don't, know know don't know what happened, we don't know what it was. I don't know. Yeah.
0: And so it, I don't I don't know. It's just all of this good game uh from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I mean, like this is this is what I expected. Florida, and honestly, look at the rest of Florida's slate: South Carolina, Missouri, Sanford, Florida State. Florida State right now looks like the toughest one of those games. Um, genuinely, yeah. like no, yeah, legit, So, because just because Florida State is peaking while while Florida is going downward. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but you could easily win all four of those games.
1: Yeah, like that's sure. super,
0: that's the expectation. It's just listen, realistic. You're four, sense. you're
1: four and four now. If you don't finish eight and four and win your bowl game with nine and problem, four, that's a problem. That is, Mullen might be
0: looking over his shoulder for. Yeah. Because if, if he finishes this this season nine and four, you're going to have that thing be like, okay, his worst season was nine and four.
1: Right. Which, and, again, the floor is really pretty good. high. With, like, yeah. The, the floor is pretty high. It's the fact that the ceiling doesn't seem to be much higher than the floor. It's, it's
0: the ceiling is so. That's the thing: is that Kirby Smart's floor is pretty high; it's really high. Mm-hmm. And but his ceiling is a national title. His ceiling is national title. Florida's floor is just as high, almost o- almost as high. Mm-hmm. And it only seems like they have a ceiling of competing for a national title once, if everything broke well that year. Yeah, when no, Florida but, but, had a transcendent national title, like a transcendent quarterback right. with transcendent players, mm-hmm. some of the the best passing offense the school has ever seen, and still. Things, things that we lost they lost four games that year right, No, there's because, a lot of context to those four mm-hmm, losses right exactly like more we'll than this, that. This, no. there's more than this year this year is a very much a four loss team mm-hmm, like very much so but it's just that's the thing i said to you and it's kind of my last thing on the issue is that when Dan was hired he was hired it was my understanding that it's like he will take the good that he did at mississippi state and it will jump upward because he's now at a place with more resources at florida what it's turning out to be is that he is just running Florida the same way he ran Mississippi State, which yields better results than it did at Mississippi State. Genuinely, again, if he finishes his, this season nine and four, mm-hmm. this is worst season. Genuinely, he is, he is fielding better results in Mississippi State, but that ceiling's only coming around every four mm-hmm. years, and he, he never did anything in Mississippi State, which is with with that kind of ceiling. He had that he had that Dak Prescott team, amazing, right? But they didn't win the West, which is totally understandable, mm-hmm. but. Um, but that's right, not what Florida right, exactly. should be. Florida, Florida should not be um, Mississippi State on steroids. Florida is Florida, yeah. Like, and yeah. if he's if right. we're not careful, if Florida's not careful, Georgia is going to continue to lap them. Now, the win last year was amazing, like, and helped set things mm. in back a little bit. And it felt
1: but, good as a fan. It like, felt real good.
0: Um, <laughs> but if Florida's not careful. Florida used to be, the for a long period of time of our adult lives and our just lives in general, Florida was on top of this rivalry. Yeah. If they're not careful, this is, this is going to get to the Alabama-Auburn level where, yeah, Auburn will win every couple times, but you know it's Alabama's rivalry. Yeah. From, from like in this period of time. <sighs> so, this is yeah. not a fire Dan Mullen thing. But no. I'd be lying if I didn't say that you know I'm I'm thinking about what would it be like to hire a coach this season. This we just season.
1: need to see what happens in the off season. Does Dan Mullen grow up? Does he the, does he mature? And does he hire another coordinator? This, does he make the this changes stuff, needed? This stuff does not happen in a vacuum, guys.
0: Yeah, this stuff does not happen in a vacuum. Other jobs and what is available is going to make is going to be an effect. Also, Scott Strickland is his former athletic director at Mississippi State. And as long as Scott Strickland is still the athletic director at Florida, which, you know, may not be for that much longer, um, may not, may not be longer. Right. But if he is, I would never bet on Dan while getting fired because of that not relationship. Really no. no. So we'll see. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. but we have all we I'll have. say, let's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. So I keep saying this is the last thing I'm going to say. This will be the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> if we had to hire a coach and we wanted one that knew the expectation and could recruit new the area, there's a guy who's been assistant to both Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney. Um he's up in Louisiana. It's Billy Napier.
1: <laughs> See, you love you love Billy Napier. Meanwhile, I, I might have gone I might go with a guy who won nine wins in three seasons in the SEC East. With the worst team in the conference, a man by the name of James Franklin. Oh, okay, James Franklin. That's who I would go after.
0: Yeah, I never really considered that. I always one of those things where it's like I was, I was so convinced James Franklin is going to either LSU or USC USC. that I was like, that will leave us Philly Napier.
1: Mm -hmm. I would not say no to James Franklin. I would never say no to James Franklin. I'm also not opposed to Bell Tucker, but we're getting way too ahead of ourselves because I have a feeling that at least two of those three coaches will be off the market this coming off season. And I don't think that we're going to be. Mel Tucker at ain't staying in Michigan, Michigan state folks. He ain't staying at Michigan he may, state. He may stay for an extra year. I don't know well, if he'll no, stay. He, he might not. He might still be
0: their coach next season. I'm completely on top of that. Mm-hmm. He ain't staying there yes. long term. Just because Mark D'Antonio Correct. did it does not mean that people want to do that.
1: This mm-hmm. man jumped after
0: one season that wasn't
1: good at Colorado because Michigan state offered him mm-hmm. the job. So, this man this man's trying to this man by the way, another former saber assistant, sabin assistant. Um so, all right, let's let's move forward. We got too deep into that. Okay. Tyler, quickly, that let's let's run through let's run through some football games. This has been a long episode and ladies and gentlemen, we have had some technical difficulties this evening. So, it has been a longer evening for us than the episode actually says. Um last week few notable games, Tyler. Miami 38, Pitt 34. Pitt that's all. Hey, I have this to is say. A pit, pit, pit pit I'm just glad that in this season where uh, they're, they're like having one of their better seasons, they can still they're humble. You know, still they, they still show us that they are pit. You know, <laughs> uh, I think the spirit of my of the uh,
0: city of Miami um, keeps hearing me when I keep saying that Dan Marino uh, is not as good as Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <Kenny, Kenny. laughs> I think it tried to humble. Uh,
1: um, I think Manny I mean, I Diaz think went pay, up there.
0: paid dearly for my overconfidence. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's exactly what happened. Correct. Um, West Virginia thirty-eight, Iowa State thirty-one. Come on, boys! Magic what in, the heck? Magic in Morgantown. That's all I got. This game was
0: great. This game was great. Genuinely a fantastic football game. I love Iowa State mm-hmm. from because I've I've given up on expecting them to be like like they're just really fun and really good guys, but they're not. They're not anything more than like they're they're just gonna win nine games and maybe ten if mm-hmm. they if they win a good bowl game. They ain't gonna be on on 10-11. is
1: the. What is the. 5-3. What's the temperature on Matt Campbell right now? The temperature? It's ice yeah. cold. So. Okay. Because he would really. Exactly if he's getting fired? No, 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 no. I mean, what is the opinion of other programs that want. Oh, me he meant coach? like his, his seat. I'm like, dude, Iowa
0: State would never let go of him if they could. Like, um, no no, 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 I mean, no,
1: he, he's, he's in Mark happening... Stoops' level of comfortableness over at Iowa State. He's oh, in Mark yeah, he's, Stoops' he's level of He's got one of comfort. the safest jobs in the country. Um, of oh, cool. yeah, for I sure. think
0: it is a matter of he is, is, he, is, he is still desirable, but it's not. It's only for certain programs, I think, at this point, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple of years ago, it would have been, like, anybody in the country that wants one, try to go hire Matt Campbell. And Matt Campbell said no to most of them because, like, he likes where he is. Now, it's just, like, like Michigan or Michigan State. If Mel Tucker leaves, Michigan State would love that. He'd be great at Michigan State. Scoop him up. But, like, Florida's probably not going to go for Matt Campbell. And you know what? I would honestly agree mm-hmm. that they probably shouldn't because Matt Campbell is very similar to Dan Mullen in the way he runs his program. And it works for him. Mm-hmm. But you can't run Florida like you run Iowa State. Correct. This is proving this because Dan Mullen is running a, you know, builds him up. We're not, it's you're not going to recruit the five stars as much but recruit our guys. And, you know, he's doing that and he's been pretty good at it, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, okay. All
1: right. I, I was I don't just think curious he'll, I don't because think
0: he'll be there forever, but like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I feel like the, the list of programs that will come get come after him that's glowing, growing down because only certain programs they're going to want what he has to offer. You know? Nebraska. <clears throat>
1: anyway. He'd um, be better than Scott Frost. He would. He would. All right. And then that last notable game, Notre Dame 44, North Carolina 34. I guess uh, this was the resume win that they had to put them at number 10 <laughs> in the country? Is that one?
0: <laughs> I mean, they beat Purdue pretty heavily,
1: but... Oh, I'm so sorry. They is be better than I just need to
0: say it right here. They right? Are, but... <laughs> um, damn, right, Matt let's... Brown. Mm-hmm. The media comes mm-hmm. at you again. <laughs> 44
1: points. You know how people points. say the turf media. monster?
0: Media can't play defense, man.
1: Uh. You know you know how we always joke about when someone just trips that it's oh the turf monster got them? Yeah. This was this was the media for for and for every Matt touchdown Brown. Again, just, is a different ah, media. beat reporter. Media, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Let's tally up the five wide from last week. Michigan 33, Michigan State 37. We both were correct. We both get the points. All right. What what were the two words words that I said? Thank you very much. Kenneth What were the two words? Heisman moment. And I was right. I'm going to take my lap. I'm going to take my bow. I was very proud of myself.
0: Five touchdowns. Completely the Heisman front runner.
1: So you would think, right? Vegas still has Bryce Young. Vegas still has Bryce (laughs) Young. And then I think it's Matt Corral. And then I think it's Kenneth Walker. Nah. Which is absurd. Like massively absurd. Nah. I mean, this man was scoring touchdowns. This man was scoring touchdowns in a way where he would get to the first level and I went, oh, no, this is a loss. Uh, uh, This is a a tackle for loss. And somehow he would break to the next level and I'd go, oh, well, surely they'll stop him after six yards. And then he goes, nah, I think I'm just going to go score a touchdown. And he did. He scored five of them. So five touchdowns on 23 carries and like 190 something yards. Insane stat line. Uh, Also, just
0: remind everyone, Michigan's overrated. <laughs> Michigan did actually play really well in this game. I want to clarify; they played mm-hmm. well. They did. It was a great game. They threw game. the football.
1: They threw All over the football.
0: It was. I was very surprised, and yet they still lost. Um,
1: <laughs> so, oh man, we both get the points man. there. I'm Shout not out to Kenny. This Michigan
0: thing, I'm not doing
1: it. Like <laughs> they've suffered the first loss. They're gonna lose to Ohio State. It's- That means that those are their two, then they're going to not try. (laughs) They're not going to try in the bowl game, and that's going to be three. Book it. Um, All right, next up, Baylor 31, Texas 24. I picked Texas. You picked Baylor, and you were correct, my friend. You got the point on that one. Baylor looks good, but I also want to point out that Texas has now blown three straight double-digit leads.
0: I do think that Sark is doing doing it. Not, I don't want to say a good job necessarily. Like I think they're on a better trajectory with Sark than they would have been like with Tom Herman. Like because I saw something be yeah, like sure. he's now lost, he lost a bigger lead than Tom Herman, lost more games in a season than Tom Herman. He's now lost like uh, more games in a row than Tom Herman. And I'm just like, yeah, but you can't look at that team and say that they're they would have been better with Tom Herman. Like now yeah. we'll see. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because I've liked what I've seen, but it is a matter of like it's an organ problem where it's just like yeah, you're good, but like. You're still missing like the, the guy at quarterback. Like well, I think that and the difference there is and they have the guy at
1: Bijan Robinson for running back. Mm-hmm. But like right. And and I think I think the difference there I, is that Sark is recruiting really well. He is recruiting much better than what Herman was at. He you is you recruiting really well nationally. Ah uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I I don't want that. I I don't, I don't know mean. why but I have James Frank I have James Franklin in my head like I really oh, want James life. Franklin I really want James Franklin but I don't want Billy alas, we'll move forward that's fine uh, but uh, but here's the thing I'll be happy I love Billy Dapier I've said it before he's <laughs> the next sabin we've said it before on this podcast okay oh my God we, got, we got no to but <laughs> um, I think Sark is doing a good job recruiting I think Sark is doing well. And I think they will be better in the long run, like you say. So, oh, and Baylor, good team this year. Baylor, Dave good. Aranda, maybe he goes back to LSU because he's looking really good. That team is looking really well. Looking really good. All righty. Next one, we had Clemson 30, FSU 20. We both picked Clemson here. Um, the ending to this football game was one of the worst Amazing. beats of
0: all time. So they covered in that play. and, and By the way, the— it's hard to say this about a play that so ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time goes wrong. You know the whole like mm-hmm. hail mary backwards lateral like um, you're just trying to like make something happen. It so mm-hmm. often goes wrong. Like it, you expect it to go wrong. It is amazing how terrible it went for FSU. Like,
1: like yeah, they did was
0: bad. They were not executing it well. And then Clemson picked up the ball and scored, um, which they didn't need to do, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean they were already winning but good win for Clemson tough good game um yeah just keep continuing to fight this Clemson team' not very good but they're they they're they're getting a little better in my opinion like
1: this Clemson this Clemson team has 2020 Penn State written all over it for me where I think next year because they're still able to maintain the high level of recruiting huh, it always comes back to recruiting always be recruiting um they're gonna be able in my opinion to really find a way to bounce back next year. And if they don't, then we need to start having some serious conversations. I'm okay with giving Clemson like a mulligan year. Um and seeing how yeah, they do they've and had all that so stuff. many great years of sustained greatness. Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um Ole Miss 20, Auburn 31. I picked Auburn, you picked Ole Miss. I get the point. Tyler, like an idiot. Tyler, I would like to I would like to say something on the podcast. Do it. I think I have to officially retire bad Bow I think you got to do it. I think I think I got to do it. He, he looks good. Mm-hmm.
0: Brian Harson has done wonders he for looks, this man.
1: He well, here's the thing. Like, this is how incredible it is to have someone who actually develops a quarterback. Like the Gus Bus experiment was not good for quarterback development. It was fun to watch as a as a neutral and now, as someone who has an emotional attachment to someone who has an emotional attachment to UCF, so I watch most of UCF's games. It's fun to watch that way, but he didn't really develop quarterbacks. And it's no. nice to see Brian Harson develop a quarterback legitimately and for real, and and look really good doing it. You now, now you look at it, you now see why Bo Nix was so ta- was
0: recruited highly because he was very talented. Like mm-hmm. he's got a lot of physical tools, and now he's in a real offense where he can actually throw the ball accurately deep. Can you imagine Anthony Schwartz in this offense? Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. um, I don't know if I should say this on the pod. I I don't know if he'll hate me. Ryan, I love you, dude. Our friend of the pod, uh, Ryan Urquhart, um, he messaged me and he came out with the idea. He told me that he thinks Auburn is going to beat Alabama by four. He said Auburn by four and honestly all right buddy i'm not i'm not mad at this i'm not against because it because this again, alabama uh, the, team does not look
0: the principle of i will always mm-hmm. go for the principle of the only thing funnier than bonix beating alabama once is bonix beating alabama twice like in we've said in on this podcast denny. before let me
1: say this again in brian denny <laughs> both times yeah it, it would it would be if he wins this year yeah um oh
0: no, it wouldn't. No, he he won it. They, he would have won it. They're playing at Jordan Hare this year. They're, they're oh, playing a like Bryant Denny. Okay, no, well, he, that's
1: he, even better for because we saw how we saw how Alabama did against Florida. Lourdes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So
0: I don't hate it. I, I'm Sorry for calling you out not, there, Ryan. I would not, like, it's totally possible. I don't know if mm-hmm. I would pick it, though, because Alabama already lost that trap game.
1: Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to. We'll have to wait. And as you, as you always say, Tyler, Auburn it'll looks play good, itself though. out. It'll figure it out. It'll figure mm-hmm. it out. They do look good. They do. Penn State twenty four, Ohio State thirty three. We both get the points. Um, we both picked Ohio State. Th- this is one of those games that it looks closer on um on paper Penn than State it really was. At shot. least in the second half, it was close in the first half. <laughs> No, no, no. We knew how this that was gonna go. This is how they, they all go. Like, they had
0: they had a period of time <laughs> they it... had a period they had a period of time where they really could have taken won several in this rivalry, and they won one off a blocked kick, and then they like got beat at the last second of the next two years, and now that time has passed.
1: Right. Yeah. So John Clifford uh, ain't oh beating Okay. we both get the points on that one tyler my two-point conversion last week was kansas state over tcu i got it 31 to 12 they won um this is the game that prompted the um gary patterson if you weren't so
0: of ways should we should we put something in that if we pick like for future seasons if we ever pick a game and a coach gets fired because of it, we get an extra point. <laughs> like, starting next year? Nah, yeah, I'm there. Starting next year, because, like, mm-hmm. I you absolutely should get an extra point for them beating TZU <laughs> so bad that TZU fired Gary Patterson. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you to start beat searching so bad, for those opportunities next year. I'd be like, I don't care <laughs> about these games, but I'm picking because somebody's getting fired after
1: this game. <laughs> does, so, does this mean that? In a worst case scenario, right? And I mean worst case scenario because I don't want this to happen. That I can pick Georgia to beat Florida next year. And if Mullen loses his job after that, that I get the extra point. <laughs> no, we don't we don't count Florida games, remember? <laughs> I know. I'm aware. I know. We don't count Florida games in our I know but that would be that would be the sentiment, yes. That um, would be the sentiment, yes. Um Tyler, you had the luxury of choosing Wisconsin over Iowa, who beat them 27 to seven. You get both of those points. I would like to be the first to congratulate you, because you and I both have been saying for multiple weeks that Wisconsin was being Iowa. We just got one up earlier when Iowa lost to who did Iowa lose to before? Purdue. Purdue. That's right. We just got one up a week early, so it is what it yeah. is. Um, yeah. So, congrats to you, my friend
0: thank you it felt good to get back on back on the board and we're even this week so i mean i didn't lose any ground which for me for me a win Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i have 45 points tyler has 34 points tyler let's just move straight into the preview let's wrap this episode up the gators and south carolina they play at 7 30 eastern on the sec network ar-15 as i alluded to earlier in the episode is potentially out with a concussion we do not know the status of that as of Wednesday, November 3rd. Um, it's still up in the air. Tyler, is there anything that you want to see from this team? I really don't have many much to say because I, I, I mean, don't. I just want to see a bounce back.
0: I just want to see, mm-hmm. you know, the defense actually played well for one of the this one of the better games they played last week. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I want to see continuation of that. I don't really think it matters who the quarterback is for Florida if Florida is going to win or not, because I think Florida is better than South Carolina. I don't think South Carolina is very good. Um so mm-hmm. I think I just want to see, I want to limit the turnovers. I just want to see some consistency. And yeah, I just want to see some sign that they can win this game. They can beat Missouri. They're going to beat Sanford. Mm-hmm. And I just want, and I just the want to, FSU I want, is a rock. It's, it's the FSU game because like, there's a small part of me. It's just like, Oh, this would be, this would just be the worst if we lost to them this season after we made so much fun of them early in the season. Like,
1: that's my thing, where I have this concern that we're going to slip up, and I really don't want that. Really if it, don't. If want it that.
0: happens, I hope it's Missouri. I'll let Eli Drinkwater track talk me. I, That's will. Fine. I will. Yeah, <laughs> I'll That's let fine. it happen. I would rather that than lose to FSU. <laughs> yeah, even this in, FSU team.
1: Even in what seems like the worst Florida season in terms of morale in a long time, um, I don't want to lose Florida State. Don't yeah. want to lose Florida State at all. Yeah, so. you can, yeah, no, can't happen. All right, Tyler. Yeah, this man. week's five wide games. The number nine ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons are heading to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. It's a noon kickoff on ABC. I pick first. Um, this
0: is tough oh. for you. It's your boy well,
1: because. This has trap game written all over it. This has it yay, Wake Forest, you're a top 10 team. Oh, you just got brought Immediate back down loss. to reality. You know what I mean? This
0: happens every year. I think
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with North Carolina because I feel like this is okay. the team in the situation where that happens. I'm gonna have to go with North Carolina. All right. I
0: actually I super respect that uh pick. Like because mm-hmm. it makes sense. This it happens every year, you know? immediate like somebody's mm-hmm. oh, having the best season they've had in years ranked really high immediate crushing loss um yeah yeah so but i'm gonna go with wake forest just because you got to make up ground they, I, I gotta make up ground and also <laughs> they score a lot of points um
1: yeah they do score a lot know, of
0: points They, they I, I will wake forest versus the media i'll take the wake forest offense
1: <laughs> no 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 tyler it's it's north carolina it's versus like the Forest media um is the one mm-hmm. that's there you go i'll take that too is. that's what you had to go good <laughs> good 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 next up we have auburn number 13 auburn going up against number 14 texas a&m by the way i should say that these rankings are now officially college football playoff rankings is what we're saying officially that's what we're using um I number first. 13 auburn at number 14, Texas a it is the 330 Game of the Week. Da, 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 da. Tyler, you go first. Who do you have? Um, typically, the
0: away team wins this rivalry, if you want to call it that. Um, True. I'm going to pick Auburn. I think they're better. I'm
1: going to pick Auburn. Hmm.
0: I, I I think they're better.
1: I, I agree with that statement, and I also out of principle I can't retire Bo Nix. I can't retire the bad Bo Nix mantra. I, I can't do it. Like <laughs> it's a principle thing. I can't do it. Even though I would like to go separate from you, just so we can kind of have some competitiveness, um, some parity in you, if you will, in the competition. I got to go with Auburn. I got to pick Bo Nix. Good Bo Nix, or, or just Bo Nix. I can't even reference it anymore. It's just Bo Nix now, because he is Bo a Nicks. good quarterback. mm Hmm. It is. It is. Next up, we have the number three ranked Michigan State Spartans going to Purdue. It is a 330 ABC kickoff. Um, this this also has an aura of could there be an upset trap game. situation it going on? It does have, trap game, it does have it. trap game potential. But um, I like my Sparties. Kenneth Walker III is the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm not going to pick against him. I am all aboard the Mel Tucker hype, Mel Tucker hype train. Um, I'm going to take Mississippi Michigan State, excuse me. Sorry, we talked about ranked teams in Mississippi State and it's stayed state in my head. Michigan State is who I will be taking, Tyler.
0: I am going to go with the same. I want to pick different but like I just I I don't. Is, is Purdue going to shut Kenneth Walker down? Is that what's what, that's their chance for victory here? Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. Can, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you?
0: Go ahead. No then I don't, I don't, you have to be a shootout. And in that case, I still, based off last week, would take Michigan State. So I'm going to go with Michigan State as well.
1: Good. Good pick. Good pick by us. Good picks. Number 17, Mississippi State. It's still weird to say. At Arkansas, four o'clock kickoff on the SEC network. Tyler, you pick first. Who do you have? Um, I'm taking Arkansas because
0: there ain't no way Mississippi State can be ranked this high. I need it to stop. Um...
1: I'm taking Arkansas out of principle. I will join you out of principle, my friend. Give me Arkansas. Yeah, no. I mean, people the people forgot Sam Pittman and I cannot allow it. Not 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 on our podcast we won't. No, um, sir. And the final five wide game is the number 4 ranked Oregon Ducks at Washington 7:30 on ABC. Trap game written all over it, my friend. All over it. Um you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ride the wave. I'm gonna ride the trap game wave. I'm gonna take Washington. No, oh man, should I take Washington? Oh my god, you said, have, <laughs> like, oh, nope, you said it. I was like, oh no, you said it. Oh, you wrote it down, <laughs> <laughs> guys. If you Tyler, really just want like, to, move, if you really want to change it, like <laughs> Tyler just legitimately wrote it in the doc. He was like, no, nope, you did, said it. I can delete it If you want, like. <laughs> You know what? For the content, I'll take Washington. For the content, I'll take yeah. Washington. Okay,
0: my former favorite Pac-12 team, mm-hmm. um, Washington. I just mm-hmm. don't have one now. Um, right. <laughs> I'm still holding the space for them <laughs> when they prove to be worth something again. <laughs> um, I haven't taken a new one. My former He's favorite. Just, Pac-12 it, let, team. let me
1: know when you get. Let me know when you get home. Is what Tyler is telling the Washington Huskies right yeah. now. Look,
0: Washington, I love you, but Jimmy Lake your response saying that, Oh, we're not really recruiting the same guys. We're recruiting against academically the same players as Stanford and you Notre know Dame. If you want, you want to say that in this, right? You can't know they're not winning this game One no. because they're bad, but two, like, <laughs> um, you can't, that your trash talk cannot be. No, our players are smarter than yours. I say, this is a Florida fan who has to fight sometimes to not be like, we are one of the best universities in the country. Cause we are, mm-hmm. um, but also be like that doesn't mean anything on the football field.
1: <laughs> right. No, the, and, the the administration isn't doing a good job of holding us up to a top five public institution right now. But that, that is mm-hmm. for another podcast. That's not this is not a political podcast. Although <laughs> No, it is not a political podcast. Opinions. No, Tyler, um, I won't restrict you from going on to other podcasts if you want. That's just like you <coughs> don't restrict me from <laughs> I got things to say. Um, <laughs> oh, we do, but uh we do. Tyler, two point conversions. You get to go first. Who do you want? I this do.
0: Week? I'm really struggling here, actually, because like, hmm, there's part of me that wants to take UCF, Tulane, but Tulane's really bad. So, um, like, <laughs> either way, that's not gonna, it's not gonna be good for me. Um, I'm right. gonna take where I lost it. <laughs> um, ooh, okay, I got this. I'm gonna take my Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah, them back. I'm taking them back. I'm taking them to beat the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> it's oh, it's totally not going to happen okay. now that I said it.
1: All right, but Brock Purdy okay. is going to go. Right. What it's, is it like? I, I can is, is, see. Is to be like the world three and one Texas? What? But that is bold for something. That is bold for something that you like are needing two points to bank on. I know it was that, or yeah, it's just that like.
0: I don't know. I just feel mm-hmm. it. I feel it, you know.
1: Feel it all you want, my man. I respect it. Uh, I was going to take UCF Tulane because <laughs> – oh, Well, I'm not going to take it because Tulane is bad. Tulane is bad. Best, Tulane uniform is bad. Fo- best uniforms in college football? Not yep. the best product in college football. <laughs> well, it's um, funny because like either way you 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 could say I,
0: I would pick this game, but Tulane's bad, and it could either go either way. It's just like yeah, but like I can't pick Tulane because they're bad, or like I can't pick UCF because Tulane's too bad. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Well, Alexa's going. Alexa's going to this game. Good for her. So she yeah, it's homecoming weekend. She's gonna go up and hang I out really with her friends hope and stuff. They play and so well for her. Me well, I don't think she cares. I think she's going for the tailgates. But sure,
0: <laughs> I yeah, but care. You can't
1: tell me that her mood's going to be changed if they lose. Absolutely nope, absolutely. So I, I do hope they win. Um, I, that's why I was going to pick them to put like all of my emotional energy into it. But you are right. Fair. Tulane is a bad football team. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm up 12. I'm Look, not. Gonna... I love the
0: uniforms. I love, and I think they'll be better next year. But they, they're bad. Like... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're bad. So instead, Tyler. Hmm, I'm going to go with a game that we were considering for five wide. Um, I think this is the week that Oklahoma State slips up. Ooh, I think West I Virginia rides. Yep, I think West Virginia rides the win against Iowa State momentum back to back home games. I think that they beat Oklahoma State in Morgantown, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country roads. We're both going to the Big 12 well. We are going to the Big 12 well. And uh, I, oh, we I both are, almost went to the future this. Big I'm... 12 well. <laughs> mm. um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. Oh, 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 to, to recap it really quickly, for five wide, Wake Forest taking on North Carolina. Tyler is Wake Forest. I have North Carolina. Auburn going taking on a We both have Auburn. Michigan State taking on Purdue. We both have the Spart- Spartans. I was going to say Sparty. Mississippi State taking on Arkansas. We both have Arkansas and Oregon, Washington. Tyler has Oregon. I have Washington for two point. Tyler has Iowa State over Texas. And I have West Virginia over Oklahoma State. Tyler, quickly, because it is late and we have had many a technical difficulty. um, I put bonus stuff on here. And I just wanted to reference. um, I wanted to say a few things, a few things, Tyler, if if you if you would indulge me. All right. If you'd indulge me, Um, I would like to emphasize how delicious French toast is. Number one. (laughs) Number two, I would like to remind you all to participate in the hashtag Justice for Thanksgiving campaign because as um, my stepdad texted me today, one of his students said, Mr. Rivera, Christmas is a season, but Thanksgiving is only a day to which i said you're 100% correct little kid whom i may or may not know from my time teaching there but the christmas season begins after thanksgiving not on november 3rd Reach. november 2nd so i would like everyone to i would like everyone to just enjoy the month of november if you're up in the north the weather's getting great the or the weather is in a sweet spot right now right it's cool but not cold it's not hot enjoy your football Enjoy the month, the colors, the leaves changing, all of it, and then we can go into the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is You" season after Thanksgiving. Yeah, Nothing against. Just, it.
0: I, I look. I love the Christmas season, but I I like Thanksgiving. Love too, me some Christmas. So like, I I just right. wait until after Black Friday.
1: Hmm. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. If, yeah, I, I agree. if so y'all I wanted to say that.
0: talking about how Thanksgiving doesn't deserve like respect, they're gonna start canceling our days off on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take the days off, ladies and gentlemen. It's
0: like the you, whole thing. It's like the whole thing that uh like uh, I can't believe this app is free for Twitter. I'd be like, calm the hell down, <laughs> all right? Like, Listen, it, it's what's that to love? Every time, the, my favorite holiday is whichever one's coming up next
1: because like, <laughs> i'm gonna get a day off i'm gonna get a day off listen listen what is not to love about thanksgiving you get to hang out with the people you like whether it's your friends or your family you get to eat a bunch of good food and okay like the you point don't like, is to eat food if you don't like traditional thanksgiving food make whatever you want no one cares who cares um, and for us we get to watch football for yeah. i mean for us meaning like people who like football you get to watch a bunch and it's, of football
0: and it's, the, it's also the last weekend of the regular season for college football. So for college football fans it's double like it's a it's a thing. Right. Like rivalry also, week, all that stuff. It's a, it is a sport. Is it's a day built around eating food. That's the only requirement. The only requirement there for Thanksgiving is that you eat a bunch of food with people you love. Like Absolutely. Um, and
1: you'll love to see it.
0: Additionally, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is there and at the end of it they bring out Santa.
1: Yes, because it is at the end of Thanksgiving that we can introduce the Christmas season. You you get me, Tyler. You Justice get me. for Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. I'm going to have some I, French
0: toast on Thanksgiving morning because
1: of this. I, I'm going to go do a 7 a.m. Orange Theory workout and then get some fire French toast just so I can have the whole gambit of things on Thanksgiving and celebrate my favorite holiday. Tyler, I have one more announcement to make. Okay. I am retiring the allegedly phrase because Tyler, I no longer have to use the phrase allegedly because sports gambling is now legal in the great state of Florida. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not really but
0: for the bit i'm getting emotional no but like uh, listeners he straight he texted me all caps like five different texts in all caps when this happened
1: I, my favorite one was when i jokingly in all caps texted you and said i cannot wait to go bankrupt and you said as someone who cares about your financial future i hope this does not happen <laughs> <laughs> i need to be clear that like that's not good like, no no, no, no. no. it was a joke and it like was we're not
0: rooting for it like, no um, absolutely not
1: but Tyler, what we have here is, I'm showing you on the camera here, see that purple app right there? Yeah. Oh no, it's, boy, called it's the already on your Hard, front page, isn't it? Of course it is. It is on the Hard Rock Sportsbook. It is the only way that you can legally bet in the state of Florida. Um, for now, it is simply mobile, but eventually you can bet at any seminal casino in the state of Florida, including the Guitar Hotel Casino, the Hard Rock Casino here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, yeah. The layout's good. Well, you um, to spent a lot
0: of time over there,
1: aren't you? Um. Well, I don't know. When I can do it from the comfort of my phone, um, <laughs> it's much easier. <laughs> it's much easier, my friend. So, uh, yeah. So I am um, allegedly is no more. Allegedly is no more. I don't have to hide it. I don't. I don't. I, don't, That's I feel confirmed. like confirmed. I had I took off the scarlet letter I had on my on me. I feel so so free. That you put there so light. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, legally I had to put it there. <laughs> no, yeah, but allegedly so, uh, you had so to put yes. it there. But allegedly is no it's more for real's gone now. So I think I think allegedly might work. Um I'm gonna I'm making this announcement right now. Next year, my fantasy football team will the name will be changed in our SOTD league will be changed from tanking works because I'm not so sure if it works anymore. Um
0: <laughs> hey Sergio I just I want to point something out. You're currently the best team in the league. If you win the
1: title, that trophy that name's going on the trophy. That's fine. I'll be comfortable with the, with it because it'll be a memory for me to say, "Wow, remember when I had hope? Remember when remember when I thought there was good, good going old on in my football life?" The good old days. But I will be changing it to allegedly afterwards um because it's got to live on somehow it's got to live on somehow it's it's got it's become my phrase it's become my phrase so yeah. tyler we have been talking for way too long today you just go
0: allegedly tanking works
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> evolution to the brand
1: this is why i love you <laughs> this is why we're best friends we make each other better <laughs> <laughs> oh man tyler um that's all that we got for this episode ladies and gentlemen i'm really sorry if like it's a bit cut we have and a lot stuff. of technical difficulties <laughs> yeah we have this podcast this podcast usually takes about an Not hour and a half long. <laughs> it, it takes and let's be real let's be honest it takes about an hour and a half from we start our call we talk through the games planning recording it takes about an hour and a half it has taken exponentially yeah. longer this evening. <laughs> so we apologize if there's some start and stop. We're just cl- glad that we were able to do this last um, probably 45 minutes without any introduction and some or pauses and stuff. Yeah. So thank you for hanging in there with us. We appreciate it. If you made it this far, we really, really appreciate you. Um, Tyler, anything you want to say before we sign off?
0: No, but uh, we are two thirds of the way through college football season as a whole. Yes, sir. Round of applause, are. everybody. We did it. Round of applause. Never, never lost a weekend. There's always something good to be watching in this great sport that we love. And I'm happy that, despite the fact that I moved to California before the start of the
1: season, I still love it. No, oh. <laughs> I'm glad. You should you should introduce people to college football over in California. I'm not I've sure been if trying. they're aware. This I've is been something trying. We've been trying. Yeah, yeah the early it's, morning it's wake up calls on on Saturdays. Hit miss. I mean, I get it to be like <laughs> yes,
0: you have to get up and be present at nine o'clock
1: in the morning on Mm -hmm. saturday you know the day that we used to sleep right Um. oh i'm with you i'm with you i agree um my last thing i want to say is kenneth walker the third heisman trophy that's all i want to say amen and with all of that being said tyler this has been another episode of sideline judgment my name is sergio my name is tyler and we are not biased tyler but go gators go gators and this week i will add in all kinds of weather go gators all kinds of weather